You're listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. Oneofus.net and all of the shows on it are 100% subscriber supported. Please consider becoming a subscriber to oneofus.net. Keep the site and all of our great shows going and get some terrific bonus content as well. Alright everybody, my name is Justin Zarian, and I'm here because we have ourselves some gosh dang stinking Nazis to go hunt. And I want you, Paloma and Docket, to review me ten episodes of Hunters. And I want me my episodes. <laughs> ah, Justin's intros. It reminds me of the hunt. <laughs> <laughs> wow, fairly odd the hunt. reference. I didn't think you would go there. <laughs> oh boy. Um... Hey everybody, this is Hunters, the Amazon series that's been overly promoted in my opinion because seriously there were like 17 or 20 or 40 trailers for this thing that came out before the show came out. I'm just like, put out the freaking show, <laughs> you know? For sure, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, the big deal why... Well, you got course, the show now, stop complaining. I know, I know. So it is out, it came out a couple weeks ago, we're reviewing it now. Uh, the big deal why it's been produced and um, promoted so hard is because it's got a high-profile list of producers, especially. Like, a bunch of the actors produce on this show, and then the big one is Jordan Peele, who's one of the producers on this, I believe. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's why I noticed that as well. Yeah, I thought, I mean, I thought it was really, yeah. I did notice that when I, when I watched it. Is this a Jordan Peele joint, or is this just something he, like, put some money into? It's a, it's a thing he put his money into, because the actual creator is a guy named David yeah. Wheel, which I don't know very well, personally. Um... And no. it feels like this is kind of a big proof of concept show. Like, hey, this is what we can do. Check out what we got. We got Al Pacino in here. We got Logan Lerman. And we got Jazz Radnor. You know? Um, yeah. it's kind of It's kind of incredible. After 15 years as a struggling actor, Logan Lerman finally gets to play a 20-year-old. No, 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 okay, no, no, I think he's supposed to be like 18 or 19 Yeah, like he's that? a teenager Damn it. in the show. He's, he's still a teenager. teenager. Oh, my God. Yeah, because I mean that dude. I mean, to be fair, Logan Lerman's not that old, but he's definitely not a teenager. He is twenty-eight years old. Yeah, it's supposed to be like an eighteen. Like he's supposed to have just graduated from college, or yeah. it's supposed to be like his first years of college, but he didn't go. Yeah, this dude is if two years If he looked less me. masculine, he would look like Michael Sarah. <laughs> well, you know, I feel bad for Logan Lerman because I always feel like he's one of those guys who could have broken out. You know, like he just he kind of stuck in that one group of like nebulous, generic, white guy, young men kind of thing. You know, like uh, him, uh, the dude from Baby Driver, uh, the dude from Maze Runner, they all kind of fit in that little group of generic, pretty boy, white guys, you know? Exactly. So they know it's like, you know, can be a little broody, but they, they are, they're also similar that they, you know, constantly compete in whoever gets it, you know? He just hasn't really gone over the top to being somebody who's in a lot of films or TV shows it, or whatever. Yeah. It's unfortunate. We have a similar affliction. We can't age and we can't grow beards. <laughs> That's <laughs> true, yeah. Well, and they all play around the same age too, all the time, like eighteen to like twenty, maybe. Well, thankfully I stand out. I can grow a beard, dang it! I have a beard right now. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we got uh, Doggett over here on this review. Doggett, and we got Paloma. Hey, hey, that's mostly for editing purposes, people. It's really good. But um, just so you know who we're talking to, and almost Justin and uh, Paloma, why don't you give us the gist here? I mean. <laughs> If you watch the trailers, we all know it's about hunting Nazis, but what's the motivation yeah, so the, for what what the plot is in the story? Well, the gist is um, Jonah Hilbin um, is a kind of a, is it is kind of like a he's you know he sells he like kind of lives in the I guess the not the Prozis might be the wrong word but a poor area of New York, mm-hmm. 
and he um he's selling drugs and he didn't go to school because he couldn't he didn't go to college because he couldn't afford to but he actually got in so he's very intelligent and his grandmother gets killed one day and she's a holocaust survivor and she wants he wants to know who, who did it and he uh bumps into one of her his, her, her old friends named Meyer Alferman who he never kind of knew before who he had never met before but had known her his grandmother since like the, the concentration camps and he and Alferman picks her takes him into a world where they where they go around hunting Nazis. Well and this guy is being played by Al Pacino specifically, Meyer Offerman. Yeah, sorry right, Meyer Offerman played by Al Pacino. Yeah. And that's like kind of the gist of it, I think. So he's kind of the Nick Fury of these Nazi hunter group kind of thing? Exactly. He's like the yeah, he's the head haunts of the next Fury, yeah. He picks the cases and everything. <laughs> You're not the only Jew in this neighborhood. As you can tell, actually, there's a lot of us. I, I was just going to make that same joke, too. <laughs> you're, you're sneaky, dog. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so that seems like a pretty cut-and-dry premise, because, what, you got the main team here yeah. with Logan Lerman as the lead character, and then, um, let's see, you got... Who else is in the main group with Logan Lerman as the main hunters? Um, well, it's it's Mur- Murray Markovitz, which is a, who's, who also is a Holocaust survivor and also an electronics expert. He's being played by Saul Rubnick, who was also in, um, I don't know if you ever saw this show called Warehouse 13. Oh, he's a great character actor. I love that dude. And he's been, yeah, based on a lot of character actors in TV shows in general. He's his wife, uh, Mindy Markovitz, another Holocaust survivor, named, uh, played by Carol Kane, and she's a singles expert. Wow, Carol Kane. Uh, along with That's a um, actor played by, um, called Lolly Flash, who's kind of a Master disguise and kind of helps get get the people. And his name's played by Josh Radner from How I Met Your Mother. Lonnie Flash. I am, I am sad that his How love interest mother. dies at the end, and then he goes after the yeah. girl he he shouldn't have gone into with a blue trombone. It's a mess. <laughs> it, it didn't need to be in the show, but it's all right. He, he Josh Radner yeah. did pretty well. Yeah, and then you've got Roxy jo- Jones, who's a um, who's kind of a, 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 who's the driver, and also she's um, is part like the, she's part like the. The black, you know, the civil rights movement kind of thing. More badass yeah. than a superhero. Yeah, so wait, wait, wait. Yeah, the the jo- black character here is named Roxy Jones. So they even gave her a black yeah, Roxy name Jones. for this character. Yeah. Oh, boy. And then, then there's Joe Torrance, who's a Vietnam vet. He's, um, who's, who's um, played by Louis Osnum. Uh, I can't pronounce his name. Oh, but he's, a, he's a combat expert. Yeah. Oswa, yeah. And he's, um, you know, Asian-American. And then there's and then the last person in the group is Sister Harriet, who's, who's British. And she's a former MI6 operative and you know works for you know and kind of can do everything basically it seems like you know what i enjoy about shows like this uh shows like this and fargo they they feel they feel the need to remind you all that there was a lot of there's a lot of different people who were forced to go into vietnam <laughs> yeah that's true yeah oh yeah so yeah we got a decent amount of group of people here and then we got some other great character actors working here like you got the colonel who's the leader of the fourth reich being played by lena olin uh who, oh, yeah. I've seen her before. She is a Swedish actress who's been in stuff like Enemies, A Love Story, and The Unbearable Likeness of Being. Like, you know, veteran actress from the 80s and 70s, that stuff. Uh, and then one actor who they feature yes. a lot in the trailers, um, which is Dylan Baker, who I guess it's just his job to play smarmy bad guys in everything he's ever in. Oh, yeah, he's also in The Good Fight. He plays, like, a serial killer in The Good Fight. Yeah, and that's the thing. Fight. He's such a great actor, and he's such a great charismatic dude, but because of his face, he's just got this weird, like, Steve Buscini look to him that everyone casts him as rapists or murderers or bad guys. Yeah. Hey, just, the, he was a great father in Trick or Treat. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. He, he was also a great father in Happiness, and we saw how that turned out. <laughs> yeah, he he plays a good he plays a good not undercover Nazi. I have to say. Yeah. Um. So uh, now here's the thing with this. Now we've mentioned all these characters and these actors involved in this. 
the show doesn't seem to be getting a lot of word of mouth other than some like controversy standpoints and some uh, plot twists that happen because it's currently sitting at like 65% on Rotten Tomatoes. Like, what do you think really works or doesn't work about this show, guys? Hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I think I think it's another thing of I think people are starting to get used to eight episode shows and this show is 10 episodes and people are saying that's one too many. I think well, I can say what works. I think what works is there's these um, really great scenes where they kind of do where they have humor with it, where they kind of have them do these special like little shows. Like one time they introduce all the main all the characters of Jonah through ma- having them being introduced to a in a bar mitzvah by a mitzvah, so a girl having a bar mitzvah. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of funny. And there's also a scene where they talk about like like giving historical context, like about how the head of NASA is a Nazi, and so that, that I think was very funny and very clever, and I really enjoyed that part. I think what kind of doesn't work is I think it's really over the top and kind of to the point where it makes the whole situation kind of ridiculous where like they talk about like stuff happening and concentration camps that are just like really over the top like having men you know these human chess pieces and then killing them after they don't you know if the person you know the, the, Jew, the, the, the chess um, prodigy who's a Jew doesn't say the right move or whatever um, I think there it. were some really great emotional <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, Paloma. <laughs> sorry, Paloma, I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah, no, no, but I think there was some really great emotional bits, and I think even though there was a, it was a little bit over the top, I think there were some really interesting kind of flashback scenes and some really interesting scenes between all the different characters. But I think that it was, that I think people might not be, people might not be really into the fact that it's just really, really over the top and kind of makes everything seem really ridiculous and kind of takes the truth and makes it just, like, so heightened to the point where it's just, like, Unbelievable. Well, so I mean, the story actually, itself is not really based true. on. Well, the, so the ba- the story is not based on an actual person, is it? Or act- no, no, it's 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 a very it's based on some pieces of real truth, but it, better than that, it's it's not based on anything. Other than this some, is some Quentin some Tarantino shit, okay? Well, that's what I was it thinking. We yeah, see over the top, like is it like Inglorious Bastards over the top kind of thing, or you know what? You know what? Uh, that's actually but not as good kind, as that, though. Not as good. It kind of is, in because. You know, for the most part, this is a pretty, you know, pretty cool, chill 80s show. Except there are those moments where it's just so over the top, whether it's like people are just going to, just acids are going to pour on them and they're going to melt. And, um, or, or, um, what's it called? There's like, there's like a scene where out of nowhere, they just, there's a, there's the, there's a dance number that happens. Uh, Oh yeah, that's right. A dance number? To be fair, to be fair, it is weed influence, but still. Uh, <laughs> That's I just wish, the yeah. 80s for you. People that, yeah. were just there was no internet. People just flash dances would have happened anyways. It's the 80s. <laughs> I'm trying. To, yeah, there were. Yeah, there was some weird moment. But I would say, yeah, I I don't think it's as good as Tarantino. The 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 crazy bits. At least were top bits were. I don't think they were as well crafted. But there were some interesting characters. Like they had some. They had like a character who was like a, a Nazi youth. I mean, he was a young. He was, a, he was a kind of like their, I guess their assassin, um, and he kind of and he kind of showed him being the basis of like I guess the kind of the alt right movement today. Yeah, so that was interesting at the end. Which well, of course, I guess I mean, maybe of course maybe those crazy maybe those crazy moments are weird because all our characters to an extent are kind of down to earth. None of them are really over the that, yeah. None of them are over the top people. Not even the Nazis are like over the top people they're all how, how do i put it here's the thing so one one aspect i really enjoy about the show is you know because of because of the subject that it is a large part of it is 
about the Jewish faith. And one part, I guess one aspect of the Jewish faith, I'm just going by what this television show on Amazon Prime told me, guys. Any complaints, direct it towards them. One important part of the faith is life. Like, you, you still have to enjoy life. Like, yes, we have a secret mission happening right now, but a wedding's about to happen. You still have to celebrate this a union, a union of love uh, because that's what life's about. Yeah, it's cool that they have moments of reprieve where they do, you know, when they're doing terrible things, they kind of have bonds of friendship and you can kind of see where they're in a mission, but they still have time to kind of really enjoy life. I think that is a good point. Okay, okay. So, I mean, I guess, though, like, does it sound like that has the problems where it maybe gets a little tonally inconsistent with, like, the intense violence and then these softer moments and all that kind of stuff, or? Uh. Yeah, I guess that is a, a problem. Yeah, I, I think I think it's a, I think as you know, Doug said earlier, I think it's a problem of having characters that, for the most part, other than maybe Lonnie Flash, who's a little bit over the top, that are pretty like even killed or kind of like characters that seem like they'd be unbelievable drama, um, and then you and mix in with this these moments of this intense kind of over the top violence that doesn't quite make sense in scenes that you know are just like ridiculous. But I do think they were trying to. I do know they're trying to be careful about. The Holocaust, like for example, they have all the characters have some of the characters or Holocaust survivors and have the the numbers you know in their, their arms. They made sure the numbers could not be anybody who was actually a survivor. So they made this so the numbers were higher than the actual count of the Nazi, of the the Jews and the um you know the gays and everybody was in the in the concentration camps. Yeah, and even if some scenes don't fit as much in as others do, they they're, they're everything's still great. Like the emotional beats in this show still get to you. Like there's a flashback that oh, yeah. happens during a wedding, where like I just I was like making soup and I had to turn the stove off for a minute because it's just like wow that was just depressing. <laughs> and I think the ending was really brilliant too. Yes. I think it had a really good ending, and I think it's an ending that could be the end and that's okay, but it could also be an ending that could be there's could be a second season and there's more for you to know. It's then... an ending that really matters. And it's actually okay. really important, and it actually catch, caught me completely off guard. Did you see it coming, Paloma? No, I, that's, I was completely surprised by it. I was like, really? Wow. Yeah, okay. because one of the things about the show is that Logan Lerman's character, he's a, um, I, I, I looked at the description. It says math whiz. It's like, okay, math whiz in that he can enter a room and notice, like, like he'll remember the layout of it. It's like, the floor says I, the floor plan says it's this many inches, but like this room is smaller. There's got to be a second like a genius door. level. Yeah, he's a genius. Like almost like a, like a, he's a genius. But what's bizarre to me is like it's like you know so he got into I think he was supposed to have gotten like Harvard. I don't know what the cool school was, but a very top tier school. Yeah. And yet there's like no scholarship for him. Oh yeah, he's poor. He's dirt. I know, but I feel like I feel like if he's that smart. You I feel heard like his accent. You know what life was gonna hand him. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Well, so. I mean, on top of talking about the characters, like, I mean, partly both the writing and the acting, how do you feel like the actual cast was in the show? Like, I mean, they're making a big deal that this is one of many Al Pacino comeback performances of, like, trying to... I think, I think this might have, I mean, as like, I mean, I think he's done, if, if you could call modern day acting, you know, Al Pacino acting, I think it's, I think it's one of the top ones. I think he did an amazing job in it. Al Pacino's okay. having a fucking year right now. After The Irishman and this, like, he will be remembered so fondly when he dies. Oh, he did an amazing. He did a really great job. I think all the actors were perfectly cast. Like I didn't feel like I saw anybody like like that. That person doesn't make that doesn't make any sense. I feel like they all like fit their roles. Everybody's acting okay. their ass off in this show. Okay, yeah. So at least at least they're trying to give it their all and that kind of stuff. Um, now I noticed too that the directors on here. I mean, most of them are pretty 
when I say that they're standard, I don't mean to say like discredit them when there's counts and that stuff, but most of them are kind of people you expect who are like work for hire kind of directors. Like a few exceptions are there's Mel, uh, Millicent Shelton who notably is the first African American director to ever be nominated for an Emmy. Well, an African American oh, wo- wow. African American woman director to be nominated for an Emmy. Um, she directed episode six uh, where, with, with with the whole wedding episode there. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, and then um, you also got Alfonso Gomez Rejon, who is mostly well-known for American Horror Story, who did the pilot episode. Uh, Oh, yeah. And then I believe if this guy I know who is here... I mean, you know, they all come from backgrounds of television and music videos. Like, would you say there's anything with the directing itself and, like, the craftsmanship that is impressive, or is it pretty standard on the whole for an Amazon show? You know what? I... I think the show... Maybe I'm speaking out of my ass, but I think it has a unique look enough... Like I think so as well. I think Amazon okay. shows have this cool thing. Like I can look at the show and then look at the boys and be like, I could I could tell them apart. Oh yeah, it's stylistically different than the boys, which would be the closest thing to a similarity. I think the two similarities, and it's also very different from Out of the High Castle, which is also like an alternative history thing as well. So they all it it, it all feels very distinct and very different. That's the cool thing about an Amazon show compared to a Netflix show, which is that. You'll watch it, and it'll be just chocked full of these stars. There's like, man, why aren't you a bigger on television? And it just shows you that everybody's moving the streaming. Well, that's so, kind of the thing is that it's too hard for these people to get into movies and bigger projects anymore. So the streaming services are opening them with welcome arms. Just like, hey, you're a struggling writer. You're a struggling actor. You want another chance? Come to us. Amazon will hire you. You know? Yeah, Logan Lerman yeah. was like banging on the doors, like, please let me play my age. And they're like, nah, you're 20 still. <laughs> yeah, well, you're, no, you're, I think more like 18, but yeah. Yeah, it's like, you're still Percy Jackson, dang it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right, he was in that one. Yeah, like that's that. his big breakout. I mean, it, it, I've seen him be good at other stuff. Like, he was in uh, 310 to Yuma, the remake of that. Uh, he was really good at Fury. Uh, he was 16 in Percy Jackson, and then. Uh, what's it called? Five years later, he was 15 in Perks of Being a Wallflower. That's right. Which he was, oh, yeah, he, he, was, was, really good he was good in that as well. He he plays Broody really well, I'll just say. Broody have, have a really hard emotional time really he well. He plays Broody yeah. and with a terrible family history very well. <laughs> oh, yes, that's true. Very horrible family yeah. history. Traumatized, yeah. So then, I guess you could say that the biggest thing hindering this show is that it's got the tonal problems with the way that it's being presented. Yeah, possibly, but that could just be yeah. us. I feel like I could see other people where it just doesn't bother them. I mean, that's been the biggest yeah, criticism overall. Could... Like, I mean, it's still mostly positive reviews, but it does seem that the biggest problems people have had are the tone and then the pacing of the episodes themselves, sometimes. I think the pacing's pretty good. I mean, I think it's a pretty good pacing, in my opinion. Okay. But... Now, there's also one other point of criticism. Let, let me, well, I think, Paloma, you mentioned this, that some actual Auschwitz uh, state museums and Holocaust survivor things have been mentioned about the depiction and use of the Auschwitz concentration camp. Yeah. Uh, they didn't like some of the. They didn't like some of the scenes. Like they didn't like the the um, human chessboard scene where they were killing the people after you know every move or whatever. Okay, so that's what um, that's and, about, which that's kind of. But they said that did not happen. But I mean, I mean, I with I mean, I think I, I, I do get the point. I think I mean, of course, it's hardest. It's horrible to show what it was already very dramatic, horrible experience, showing them even worse. And they're worried. They're worried that that Holocaust deniers will use this as proof that it's like not it's real. so over the now, top that you can't. As somebody who does not know anything about history. Were there human chest things during Auschwitz? No. No. Okay. No, they, 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 know, they, they, just, they like, just put them it, in ovens and killed them. It could be like that Django Unchained thing them. where, like, there's no, like... Okay, I'm not. I'm going to shut up. Never mind. 
Yeah. No, I think the comparable, like, a better comparison is, like, the Deer Hunter, where they have that famous roulette scene. It's like, there's no way they yeah. would have done something that stupid with the Russian roulette um, kind of games. Even though no. it's a fantastic piece of filmmaking, one of the best scenes in that movie. But it's one of the things you're like, yeah, it just kind of further kind of caricatures the Vietnamese and the way they're depicted as being just ruthlessly evil to the prisoners. So, yeah, but yeah, Nazis I, are always betrayed evil. And also, I think, I also think that what happened to the hospital was already so horrible. And the fact is that. It, it, that I think it's amazing filmmaking. I think it actually was a very powerful scene and it was really necessary for the storytelling and really helped push the, you know, the story forward. But I think I can understand that it, it could be very upsetting. Yeah, especially who, with, you know, a lot of those Holocaust survivors who still probably remember, you know, for those who are alive and still remember those moments. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, maybe, yeah. And, maybe and it's because... Children. Maybe I can see I, that would be rough. Sorry, maybe I enjoyed it because it's just a metaphor for the entire show. Like, even the opening credits is a chessboard. Well, oh yeah, the opening. Was it those? But it was it? Yeah, it was. It was a whole metaphor. I mean, it was a very, it was a very vital scene in a lot Actually, of chess keeps coming up in the show. Hmm. A lot of chess boards. A lot of chess playing. A lot of chess oh, board I'm board sure board. that's their. Uh, this is a metaphor well, kind of. Moment yeah, the show it. is pretty I much Al Pacino's yeah. character, like having like a mental mind game with like the main bad guy. <laughs> and, and with Joan as well, actually turns out, but I won't say too much. Oh wait, who? Uh, I, I don't want to say too much, but I said also a little bit with Joan as well. Oh, oh and, okay. and and the last five minutes of this episode, which, like, it, I, I I was drinking a cup of coffee, that shit spilled, and, like, it had the spoiler for the end of the episode at the bottom of the lid. Oh, uh, yeah. I kind of, I mean, the ending was, like, so over the... It was, like, so crazy. Like, this is... Like, I didn't see this coming at all. So it was, like, this... It was a really good ending. It was really powerful. Yeah, no, I did hear that crazy. everyone was talking about that big twist or that big moment at the end kind of thing, you know, so... Yeah, I actually watched it twice because I was, like, I have to get all this information in... Because there's like a the lot of mind fucks moment where like, they drop the, the coffee time. cup and you see where everything's been put into place. Yes. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. And the, um, it, it's because it also reminds you. It's like another thing that reminds you that this is this is set like 30 years after the Holocaust. So there's a yeah. lot of things that can st- that are still on the table because of that. Okay. Nice. Well, and also what's interesting here, uh, I, when I talk about the pacing stuff, I noticed that the episodes themselves can range between 57 minutes to an hour and a half. Like, does that ever feel like it drags yeah. at any point through the show? Or Yes. <laughs> okay. I like long stuff, so not for me, but I mean, I, I didn't, I, I guess sometimes, sometimes the fight sequences, though, I was like, this is just such a long fight sequence. I don't, I'm not kind of done with it. But. Fair enough. And I, I know there's a few other actors who show up, too. I mean, you know, again, most of these are character actors, but, like, he's, Judd Hirsch shows up because, of course, it's a Jewish thing. Judd Hirsch is going to show up somewhere in it. Um, right. Where he plays uh, Simon yeah. Weisenthal, which is actually a known actual Holocaust survivor, which is kind of cool. Oh, wow. Um, and then William Sadler shows up, who, for people who don't know, he was one of the major guys from Deep Space Nine. He was uh, Luther in that one, so that's cool. Uh, yeah, so it looks like... Again, it, it sounds like it's entertaining enough, but do you feel like this is going to be like a breakout like The Boys was, or do you think it's got enough problems that might hinder it a little bit? Well, well, I, I, I know you're saying it's not a, as big of a breakout hit as The Boys, but I'm, there's something about it. There's... Man, I'm trying to find a more artistic and more intellectual way of saying it's never boring to see Nazis die in horrible ways. <laughs> I mean, you can just say it's you know Nazi killing is we love us Americans love seeing a Nazi being killed. Oh sure, it's the truth. we do love it. We love being we love an enemy. We know we're like yeah oh yeah I'm, I'm for sure better than you. 
Like every other yeah. war, it's like, oh, I don't know how I feel about this. World War Two, it is. So it's funny because those seem to be the scenes that it's a pretty clear. It's a pretty clear good and bad guys. It's pretty clear during World War Two. Nazis were so bad, we teamed up with the Russians. Yep. And then immediately turned on them once they turned on us. So. Well, yeah, no more Nazis. We're always on the search for a bad guy. You're my friend. Well, not anymore. Yeah. Exactly. Basically, because we both hate Nazis, so and then the Nazis are gone. They're like, oh, we hate each other. So it's almost like that scene in Looper when they're chasing Bruce Willis. Uh, that the the, uh, the guys were hunting George, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and then when Bruce Willis gets away, they're just like, oh yeah, we're still hunting you. Go get over here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's that's right. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, okay, so I guess we could just start writing down the final thoughts then. Uh, I mean, you know, this is one of those things where I would have been more excited for this if I had heard just universal praise like you gotta check it out it's one of the must see shows on Amazon but I'm still curious to try and check it out so I guess uh, eh, let's see Paloma why don't you just start off here for your uh, final thoughts okay um, I know I did have the criticism of it being right over the top but I generally enjoyed the series I think there were some really fascinating characters and a lot of really great backstories I like actually the flashbacks that kind of gave us a bigger picture and they were really necessary for the story um I think the whole Fourth Reich thing um, was was kind of interesting, and I think that it kind of added to top because at first we think we're just they're hunting just Nazis, now we're hunting a whole conspiracy. Um, and the ending I think was really brilliant. I didn't see it coming, and it really kind of it shook me, and it makes me it makes, it makes me want to watch more. Like if there's a second season, I'll definitely check it out. Um, I would probably I wouldn't say it's like a perfect, you know, my favorite series ever, but I really enjoyed it. I would probably give it an eight out of uh, eight out of ten. Um, Shooting a Nazi in the head. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> but that means that two Nazis get away. You can't let a Nazi get away. That's true. <laughs> uh, all right, then, Daggett. Uh, how many Nazis are you going to kill with this review? Well, guys, what can I say? I would love watching fascists die. Uh, I, I, I will not apologize for this. Actually, yes, I will. We, we're a bad society. We should probably stop taking glee in this. But as it is now, oh, man, that is funny <laughs> shit. I, I, I actually really enjoyed the show. I don't know if I loved it. I don't. I didn't binge through it like I did with the boys. This this took a minute to finish, and it's probably because well, that's why we didn't review some it immediately. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, some some episodes were longer than others, and you could feel it. I remember watching the pilot, and it's like, oh, this is still going. <laughs> but, I, but the parts that were great were great. There's some character deaths in the show that that did affect me, and in, in ways I don't. I don't. I'm not used to being affected by like a side character death. So yeah, just for tears. just for that, I, I mean, I'm gonna have to give the show like eight out of ten pieces still on the playing board. Nice. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Okay, sounds like you guys are more optimistic. So yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> well, that's a strong show. I don't know. Strong show. Want... I, 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 I want any to other Nazi jokes you want to make? <laughs> uh, uh, you know, in honor of the show, it's like, nah, we're we're done, man. Yeah, I think right. we're done. Then. Cool. I was trying to find out like a cool Jewish way to saying it, but I thought that's offensive. 